Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a great weekend out here. This show, um, I've got a special guest here, a local guy who I think is pretty awesome, but also happens to be the general manager of Second Amendment Sports out in Palm Desert. Now, that's a pretty unique place. Uh, If you head over the San Gregorio Pass and you're heading out there, uh, who wants to golf? I'd rather go shooting. So swing on in there, check them out. They've got a huge shop. Kent, how many square feet is this thing? I don't know the exact square feet. Sorry, but uh, I am quite certain there is no other store in Southern California that carries the inventory that we do. About a gajillion square feet, I think, is the official uh, term on that. The last measurement. Last measurement. Last true measurement was about a gajillion about. And, uh, of course, your mileage may vary. But one of the great things about that store is... They're set up for shooters. You've got a section where you've got your firearms, a lot of used firearms, which really is a fun thing when you've been purchasing firearms for a while. You don't want to buy the same shield and the same Glock 19 that's, you know, that's as far as new guns are concerned, we don't have them in California. So if you're looking for anything else, then a used selection is really what you're looking for. Yeah, it's my weakness. I mean, uh, one of the highlights of my job is people walking in with their yeah you cherry pick you you don't leave them for me i don't get a phone call you're taking them all it's i'm not gonna feel bad my wife is a very understanding woman i love her to death you know uh it's hard sometimes you see these things first and you go oh my gosh now you got the store's got to make their money you know we're gonna make the i'll buy it through the store and and but uh yeah i see them first and it's hard to turn there's a lot of them sitting on the wall that i just can't justify at the moment but would love to have i do when i can <laughs> We're rescuing. I am in a firearm rescue mode. That's that's really what I. I don't buy them. I rescue them. For sure, they need to get home. I think it, that sounds like something for a five hundred one c three. I think maybe I should get a tax deduction for that. So yeah, we're we're in the firearm. I, I need to rescue a Diamondback. If you can find me a nice four inch thirty eight Diamondback, I need to rescue one. Seen them a couple times a year. I do have a couple of cobras in stock at the moment. If eh, you're I don't want the cobras. Interested. All right, well, I, I, I want to. I'll, I'll even. I'll even lower my standards and take a six-inch Diamondback if it's clean. Gotcha for cheap. You know, a lot of guys walk for, up for cheap. Like, if you're happy to see a python, yeah, I get you. I got it. Gotcha. I'm letting them have the pythons. I just want the nice little cute Diamondback. Anyway, that's that's on the list for eventually. Um, so. One of the good things about this story, I, I was out there with my wife. Mm-hmm. She loves to go out to the desert. You have to go to Tommy Bahamas for fish tacos or something like that. But now that's women, right? Yeah, that's good. So the great thing was I said, hey, let's swing over here a little bit and uh, bada bing, walk into the Second Amendment sports store. And like I said, they've got a huge selection on there of firearms, but they also have a great selection of hunting stuff, which is something you just don't see. You know, when I talk about our largest selection in Southern California, literally, if you want to see it, touch it, feel it, hold it, I've got it in stock. And, you know, um, uh, King, King's Canyon camo, Sitka camo. I do have it, yeah. Um, 
some Ebley full, stocks. Full line of five eleven. You know, I've got. Uh, if I don't have it, I can order it. I mean, it's always available. Um, we have a website you can browse as well. That all these things there. It's Palm Desert dot the number two ndmmentsports dot com. Uh, yes, we carry all major brands. Uh, I have high end, you know, nice rifles. I've I've got full line of everything. I'm I'm a stocking dealer for almost Vortex, every major brand. Yeah. I, I turn a ton of Vortex, you know, for the money. It, you you can't really beat it. Uh, the glass selection, you know, people drive. You know, they'll come make make the trip to Palm Desert because uh, I have it in stock on my shelf, and most places just don't. And they don't want to go golfing. And I'd call myself, you know. There's a lot of uh, outdoors or sports stores out there that aren't specifically firearm oriented. I'm a gun store, huge gun store, you know, and it's specifically oriented towards firearms and the sports, Second Amendment sports. What are you going to do with a firearm? What are you going to be doing? You know, you're going to be hunting, and I've got all the gear for that. And that's one of the things I also liked was um, there's a lot of animal heads on the wall. Sure. Yep. Which, which I find appealing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, eh, you shouldn't hire me as your interior decorator. But I, I do think that's and, – and as I was looking at them, I could tell, looking at the capes, there's a lot of local animals up there, which I really thought was, was interesting. I've got local hunters that ask if they can put their mounts up, and I, I, I certainly have got a spot for it. I will. Um, you know, I've got clients that are, you know, longtime hunters and new. You know, we've got uh, – lot. Yeah, I mean, yes, local deer – um, I hunt locally, uh, clients hunt locally. We can, you know, come on in and have a conversation. We do host a, uh, you know, the hunter safety course, uh, a mm -hmm. couple times a year, look for that upcoming before the season. And then once you have your, you know, your hunter safety course, you want to get a license. I'm a California fishing game vendor. I can sell you all your tags and licenses. So one stop shop for all that stuff. Very good. Do you have the way to get my G39 and my bighorn sheep license. If, cause I was told if I put a $100 bill on the back of that application, I can get one. You, is, that, is that true? Man, I wish. I wish. That's awesome. I do have a buddy who pulled one this year. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Once in a lifetime. He took tag. my tag. I don't right. care. I did. Boo on him. Mm. All right. So now we're, just, we're still describing the store here. Sure. Besides the fact that you have a 390-inch uh, elk in the middle of it. Yes, a very good client of ours took that one. Nevada muzzle loader. I think Gorgeous it was elk. number five in the state. If you want to see a monster elk, there's one on a pedestal mount uh, right there in the middle of the hunting section. Mm -hmm. And uh, absolutely gorgeous animal. So it's really, really nice stuff. Also, if you head on down a little bit farther from that, then the third part of your store is an indoor range. Yep, 14 lanes, two separate bays. Uh, we try to keep... Uh, handguns on one side and rifles on the other so rifles indoors how big can you shoot uh you can shoot up to 50 whatever you got it's we're rated for all rifle calibers all rifle calibers yes sir that sounds like a challenge you know i mean obviously at a 25 yard range you can get your rifle on paper uh if you're savvy enough to do a bullet drop chart i i can get mine 200 zeroed on my range so uh, bring it down shoot it you know let's talk about that real quick because a lot of guys want to go out to a longer range, which they should. You need to practice shooting longer and see where your gun's shooting. But once you've done that, you need a zero check. And I think a zero check at 25 yards is great. Mm -hmm. Why? Because if you're flying into British Columbia 
and you're setting up and you're going to go do your sheep hunt or your bear or whatever it is. If you're going to go hunt, you've paid a lot of money to get there. You know, you don't want to shoot half your ammo at 200 yards trying to make sure your sight is, is on. Take your 25-yard target. So after you sight it in at 100 or 2, whatever, on a, on a full range, take, take a, uh, set up a yard, target at 25 yards, hold dead on, and shoot two or three shots. That is your 25-yard zero. So when you go out to the field and you're just outside a camp, you can set something up at exactly 25 yards, shoot it, and you should be putting your bullets right through the same hole. That lets you know that nothing has shifted. So tell them about the bullet drop chart is what you're saying here. There are bullet drop charts that will tell you, you know, it's going to be specific to your caliber but uh, and your velocity, but, you know, in general terms, you know, MOA one inch at 100 yards can be about two inches at 200 yards. You can roughly gauge, you know, get your zero, get on paper, and then, yeah, you could use it to prove it later. And so when you're at 25 yards, because there's the bore height and or your line of sight and your bore height are two different um, straight lines. So your bore of your barrel comes out straight, but as the bullet flies out, it is from the beginning dropping. And it's a unique thing because when your sight is an inch or two above your barrel, your line of sight is always straight, unless you're cross-eyed. Then I, yeah, then shoot pistols. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have one for both of you. So <laughs> if you're cross-eyed, shoot pistols. So your line of sight is straight. The bullet path leaves the barrel, crosses up through your line of sight, usually but 35 to 40 yards hovers above the line of sight for who knows how long, depends on where your sights are, and then comes back down. Where it comes back down and crosses your line of sight, that's where people say they've sighted in for. So as it comes back down, I've sighted in for 200 yards. But if you're up close at 25 yards, that bullet may be an inch and a half below your crosshair where it's cutting the paper. Aiming here, impacting here. You're going to shoot, right. You're going to shoot low at 25 yards if you're sighted in at 100 or 2 or 3 or anything you're going to be shooting low if you're dead on at 25 yards you're like dead on at 600 yards yeah. so it's it's that big a deal you don't want to sight in your rifle dead on at 25 yards or you're going to have long range implications i feel compelled to throw out we will mount and bore sight any objects and they'll be on paper you know we'll get we'll use our 25 yard range to get you roughly dialed in and then you take it out of the field and you know prove it at distance very good folks i'm talking with kent miller kent miller from second amendment sports out there in palm desert they got a great shop if you're gonna have to go out out to the desert then you might as well stop by and, and uh, check them out they are way the heck out there but they're not too, yeah, it's not too far an hour drive, drive. An hour from here. If you're going anyway, stop on by. And to check them out there, and your website is Second Amendment number two, Second Amendment Sports.com. AM590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey folks, welcome back here to Firing Line Radio Show, and you know, every week our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the great stuff afforded to Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres of Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Now, if you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Head on down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside, where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. And after you purchase that firearm, 
We highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe, efficient use of your firearm. For more information about certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit the website, bullseyesport.com. I think they're even on Instagram. Check them out there. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. It should be number two on your speed dial right now, folks. Check them out. Go, go say hi to Vince. Give them some good business. Uh, joining me back here on the show, I have Kent Miller. Kent Miller is out in Palm Desert. Uh, he's running Second Amendment Sports out there. And we just talked about a little bit about the, uh, the store part of that. But the range part and the training part, I think, are pretty unique, that you can come in and, and get some in-store training. Correct. We have you know classes from, I don't own a firearm, and I'm curious, and I want to see what suits me best, introductory courses meant for men and women uh, and then we also you know have co-ed courses up to advanced uh rifle and handgun training uh plus the uh we're you know approved training facility for uh riverside county and the state of california's uh, ccw requirements so what are the ccw requirements well uh, california requires an eight-hour training course covering um you know california state law uh Things such as, you know, what is a just law behind Now, how did they come such? up with eight hours? Did they say, you know what, this is the, or did they say, um, eight sounds good? Um, pretty sure they were like, well, yeah, one day of training is, is, you know, it is the requirement. <laughs> it's what we do. Renewal courses. I can make fun of this. You four can. hours. Fortunately, you know, <laughs> renewal courses are for us. You're going to do the eight hours once if you keep your license current. Yeah. And so that's, that goes over, um, kind of the shoot, no shoot. Uh, where you can carry, where you can't carry, safety, what's your typical class? Yeah, I mean, we will start with everything, you know, like talking about the proper caliber choices, how to hold a gun, how to aim a gun, you know, what's your, um, you know, what, what's adequate to stop human aggression. And, and then, yes, legalities concerning, you know, criminal and civil liabilities if you were involved in a shooting. Um, and then plus, you know, just, just, you know, so if you... I know it's self-serving as a business to say that we offer more classes, but I think somebody who takes the minimum requirement is not prepared for, you know, a situation. Well, so, okay, let's talk about this. So when I took the San Bernardino, I don't want to say this. I don't want to disparage the requirements because I don't think they should be super, super stringent. What I think is that if you are going to carry a firearm, you'd better be able to use that efficiently. I mean, I would hope so. Uh, you know, well, uh, that, that's a hope. You know, uh, there are plenty of people I think who want their CCW as just you know one more thing to add to their checklist, and they want the, like the novel idea of carrying a gun, and they haven't thought about you know what happens if I actually have to use it. Am I proficient enough? You know, you take the, the utmost of stressful situations. Your life's in danger. Somebody else's life is in danger, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out this gun that I brought to protect myself and someone else, you want to be able to effectively use it. And the only way to do that is to develop muscle memory, to practice and utilize it. And, and, and so when real life, if it unfortunately happens to you, you're prepared for such things and taking classes that we offer definitely prepare you for that. Um, coming to the range, getting a membership, shooting regularly, developing the muscle memory, dry fire practice at home. Uh, all those things are going to, uh, make you an efficient, you know, um, user of a firearm if you know the worst of the case scenarios happens you know we actually developed a program well, we haven't done it for a few years we should probably bring it back out it was the uh 
Firing Line Radio Show, Super Bowl X Games MMA Tactical Gun Special Contest. So, you know, we we ran people kind of like through an obstacle course and then shot and, and so forth. And it was really fun because you got your heart rate up because that's one thing that we never practice on the range, right? But, you know, you do 10 burpees, fire 10 shots, 10 burpees, fire 10 shots, 10 burpees, fire... Hey, it brings it brings a whole new level to where your your shooting game actually is. And uh, frankly, I hate burpees, so it's sure. just, you know, we we did things like that or carrying buckets, but whatever it was, we we did it to mix the game up so you understood that if you have to use something in a in a defensive action, it's not going to be take a deep breath. You're at three yards, well-lit range, yeah, ventilation, get your grip, check your sight picture five times. It, it's not. No, you need to practice how real life could be simulated. You know, you know, practice how, you know, present from the holster, uh, put shots on target, um, which is all stuff that we can would you cover. draw? Can you draw from your holster on your range? So not general public, no. If you take one of our classes, the instructor can sign you off. I mean, if you're in law enforcement or security or something and you need to train for work, uh, uh, I could observe you, uh, present from the holster on the range, ensure you're safe. So uh, it is something that's allowed, but under, uh, you know, we need to see you do it first. You can't just Doc Holiday it? No, we don't allow that. What? I mean, oh, you come know. on. You guys said you were special. Come on. Our special, but also safety is important, you know? <laughs> Well, fine, Huckleberry. Okay, so let's talk about some of the other things you do. You do have rifle courses also. Now, that's one of the things we I love to do is precision rifle. I love long-range shooting, hunting. Um, and you've got a course, but you do that out of the Bakersfield location. Uh, so we, our precision rifle course, yes. Uh, you can sign up for those classes on the Bakersfield website, select their training course, and take a trip up there. They have a, you know outdoor piece of property where they can do long range shooting. And Does it have also... to be in Bakersfield though? Yeah, you know, the only that's... thing bad about Bakersfield is Bakersfield. That's fine. You know, that, that's where the owner came from. That's where he started his business 25 years ago. Uh, there's a huge gun culture there. there and, uh, uh, you know, we're trying to help grow that gun culture here in the desert as well. How's that going? You know, year over year, we're just doing better and better, you know, and I, I hope that, this radio show in one, you know, instance is going to just make people aware that we're there, uh, and, and know that there's a huge store dedicated to keeping your second amendment rights alive right here. Now, are you familiar with the Riverside, uh, gun owners association? It's a relatively new, uh, organization. I'm personally not now. So, well, unfortunately they weren't able to be here today to ambush you, but <laughs> it, I think it's something you guys should take a look at. It's Riverside County gun owners. They're, there for the exact same reasons you are that are getting members and they're getting people involved and you would probably be a great place to have their meetings at. So when you get a call from them, don't act surprised since you gave me your cell phone number. Uh, but Hey, we're all in this fight together here. And you know, um, one of my main sponsors, well, my main sponsor is Vince Torres over Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, and he's great. He's involved in all those things, and he's on top of, of all that stuff. Um, he's in Riverside. You guys are way out in Palm Desert. I mean, it's, two different worlds as far as that's concerned shopping wise but i like the fact that you there's an opportunity for going out to the desert this year for whatever you can go do some shooting you don't have to golf and i think that's i think that's the light at the end of the tunnel is you don't have to golf you know we do some pretty amazing specials throughout the year we have sales you know we, let me get hate mail from golf we have a facebook page uh you know if you come see second amendment sports palm desert 
we'll post when we're having events that you can come on down for. Uh, there, you can make excuses to make the trip over and see me. Uh, and I, I'm positive you won't be disappointed. Didn't you say it was 50% off everything if you say your name at the store? I didn't exactly say that, no. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was close to that, I'm pretty sure. Uh, in talking with the owner about coming down here, if any of your listeners want to come down and join our range, check it out. Uh, we'll be offering a 20% discount to anybody in the next couple of weeks. And a free down. Python. Sure, no. Uh, <laughs> if you mention Firing Line Radio uh, and that you heard us on your show, uh, I'll be happy to help you or my assistant manager, Ronnie, and we'll be giving you a discount off your membership so you can come check us out. So what's your discount? Uh, 20%. So, you know, our basic... Well, you can uh, 25. <laughs> uh, our basic range membership, you know, come and shoot, 30 bucks. You know, um, that's a one-year membership. Uh, so we're giving a discount. We do offer a gold and platinum membership, which... Uh, allow you unlimited at no additional cost range access throughout the year. So 30 bucks gets you access to the range and membership card. And then each time you come after that would be $15 for a day shoot. Um, and then you purchase our, ammo but it's not targets. an hour. It's, it's your memory. You come as long as you like to keep shooting rounds. Okay. So it's 15 bucks for the entire day. Yeah. We do offer like, like I said, gold and platinum. So, uh, if you're a platinum member, you get a discount off of purchases. You get 10% discount off of classes. That's $300 for the year. Um, and that's unlimited range access. Guests are free. You, you can I have a hundred some odd guns for rent on my range. Uh, that's free you know use what? of range guns. I, I forgot to bring that up, but you did have a, a huge selection of firearms out there for rental. I, I do have you know a lot. Mo- every firearm and, pretty much that I have there is California compliant, and I don't have to purchased. clean them to drop no. them off. So Come. to me, that's that's the goal. There, I'm just going to shoot these things till they're dirty as hell and drop them in a bucket and walk away. Yeah, I'll take care of that for you. <laughs> I got staff that's happy to do so. Folks, Philip Naiman, Fireland Radio Show, here with Kent Miller. We're checking him out at uh, out there in Palm Desert at the Second Amendment Sports. We'll be right back after this. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Persians! Come and get them! Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a Mulan Labe Saturday. Here with Kent Miller, Second Amendment Sports out there in Palm Desert. Now, you're a local boy. Yep. Were you born and raised out here? Born in Southern California. Uh, went to grade school and high school in Hammett and then... Uh, Moved to Orange County for a while, and then my wife and I settled in the desert about five years ago. Okay. And so one of the things that's kind of nice about here, and especially kind of where you're at, because you're leaning on the other side of the pass there, mm-hmm. you're a lot closer to open land. I am. 
You are. So tell us about shooting in the in the open out there. There are a few spots left open that aren't, you know, uh, fenced off any longer, you know. Uh, but uh, I'm going to tell you, like, I, I still think an organized range. You know, like, people say, oh, you're shooting in the desert. You can just go out in the desert. Mm, you know, it, controlled safety, you know, of all those reasons. I'd still say come to range. But, yes, there are plenty of – there are other places to go outside and shoot desert. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to find a 1,000-yard range in Southern California. Correct. It is hard. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to go out there and shoot in the desert, though, I really think, you know, I'm not going to think. I'm going to demand, because it's my show and I can do that. Sure. I'm going to demand that you do not leave television sets, bathtubs, toilets, oh, goodness gracious, yeah. beer bottles, you know. And if you find somebody who's doing that, um, you have my permission to let the air out of their tires gently and leave them there so they can walk back 50 miles to the road. Because that is the reason... It's one of the reasons that the BLM and the Forest Service take a take a hate towards all shooters. They think we're all that idiot that's mm-hmm. out there drinking beer and breaking stuff and leaving pieces. You know what? Bring some steel. Bring some paper. Pick up your junk. You know, I understand clay pigeons. They, they disintegrate agree, anyway. Yep. So that's been taken care of. But you know what? Don't make it look like a garbage pit. I absolutely hate that. That's anywhere. I, yeah. When you're out exploring back roads, scouting for the next hunting season, I, you always happen upon like, oh, I guess people are shooting here. It's it's unfortunate. Oh, look, a trash dump. Right. Yeah. Sofas are not good targets. Okay. It doesn't take any any uh, skill at all to shoot a sofa. Uh, I just, seriously, that that's, it's not that I'm a moody person or have pet peeves, but if I did, that would be one of them. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to go out there, do the proper thing. Um, Make sure that you're shooting steel. You're shooting steel not in bushes, right? There's a lot of open area. Set your steel up where it's exposed and it can have have an area that's not going to give any ricochets into brush because you certainly don't want to start a fire. That's one thing you never want to do out there. And it's it's possible. So you have to watch out for that stuff. Also... um, your backdrops are important, all right? Bullets go a long way. And the, sometimes the desert can be hard pan if you're shooting on like a lake bed. And, you know, if you fire off a few rounds in here and that's not a good sound. You I need just, a better backdrop. I won't go anywhere where there's a public shoot spot really that anymore. I've, I've left spots because ricochet is going my way. I understand what you're saying. You know, it's it's not that many courteous shoot. Sometimes there's just those people are just not courteous shooters. Yeah. And and frankly, you own you own the bullet until it stops moving. If you send it down range, everything it does, because it's stupid, it's just going straight. It's going wherever you sent it. Everything it does, you own. So you really have to be careful about that. And we don't want to lose access to our ranges. The other thing is we don't want to lose access on these roads because some of us like to hunt out there. There's a lot of local hunt spots out there. Um Let's, let's talk about your favorite ones on air here. Oh, yeah, Just between sure. you and I. You know, <laughs> let me look at my GPS location right now, and I'll start telling you the coordinates. Um, you know, one of the things that just made me fall in love when I moved to the desert five month, five years ago is um, all the open space. And, and, you know, where people haven't ruined it and you can still get access to, you can put on a backpack and go get lost and go get somewhere where you feel like nobody's ever been before. You're probably one of the first people that's ever, you know, stepped foot on this rock and 
um, you can get, people do get lost out there actually they do I was on search and rescue team and yeah that's a busy team out there um, they do get lost and and water is the number one important thing I've done some hikes coming in on in the back of those areas trying to get into some good hunting areas and man you can't it's almost impossible to carry enough water most of my backpacking trips are planned around access to water am i going to carry it in or am i going to bring my pump can i get to it or and i'm just carrying enough water to get from this place to that place and then vice versa on the way out yeah i almost expired on one of those because there wasn't anywhere i expected some i'm not gonna jinx anything here i'm knocking on (laughs) knocking on your desk here but uh i haven't run out of water out there thankfully i did it was real rough and when i finally got into some water i think when i hit the creek bed steam came off my body it was like it was it was so bad i remember rolling and just rolling in the water and some guys were camping close by and they came up and go are you okay it's like i think i am now but (laughs) i wasn't an hour ago yeah um absolutely critical if you're going to be on foot that you understand what the desert requires of you i went on a little scouting trip in august of last year and i probably should have been a little more I, i brought enough water with me i didn't run out but um Temps got up to like 110 that yep. day on the way. You know, we started it super that in early. October. This was an October hunt, and it was 108 degrees. Man, you and know. And then, well, it's 108 in the shade, but guess what? There's no shade. There's no shade. Find a warm rock to hide on the corner of. Uh, you know, we, we made it back to the truck about like 1 o'clock and 110 and like smoke. I, I'm usually good for, you know, 10, 15 miles a day. I think we did five that day and i was done yeah yeah you know it's it's serious so you do have to watch out for that but there's some great areas and and one of the things that uh hunting that area there's two zones there's d17 and d12 that are kind of the big desert zones Mm -hmm. they become very very popular a lot of people are hunting them out there because there's a different type of mule deer it's the desert burrow deal it's the same kind you see in the western and southern arizona and northern mexico you know they can get stupidly huge monsters yeah yeah amazing animals but they live where you don't and they can survive on nothing i, I i've seen them out there you know there's no water maybe a cattle tank every 20 miles and these things they'll walk five miles into water or five miles out and hang out in the middle of nothing for a couple of days and then come back yeah they get water off the little achoya berries somehow i don't know how they get it god gives it to them because there's nothing out there we're all going to die looking at it. The desert amazes me because, you know, what? when you stop, people blowing through the desert at, you know, 80, 90, whatever, nine miles an hour that they're driving, just see desert. You get off at one of those turnouts and hit a dirt road. It's a freaking forest out there. You know, it, anywhere on that stretch out to Blythe off the 10, you just get off and start looking off on the side. I mean, those are those are draw zones I don't even mind saying. You're like, you, good luck. If you got one, good luck. I think the fill rate on those are like 5%. Mm-hmm. But... The biggest, you know, bucks I've seen in SoCal have come out like 12 and 17 out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but it's because that's the breed. That's that's the desert burrow sheep or burrow sheep. There's sheep out there, too. But the burrow deer, they get that big. They live out there. They don't live in D14. They don't live in D11 nah, or I, D19 or I 15. I love hunting D14, but you're going to find black tails, smaller deer. Uh, yeah, it's actually it's a hybrid um, between the rocky and the and it's called california mule deer and they're not you know a 200 pounder is a big big buck in southern california super blessed this year that i was able to you know uh, i got one and my son also this year uh, at a d14 um 
successful last year. You know, like a, uh, you showed me the picture of your son's about an eighteen inch, but he was heavy. He was a big boy, yeah. yeah. Uh, heavy, heavy antlers on that. Was he forky or three? It was a three by three. three Broke by three. one tine on his fall. Uh, my son hit him at about four hundred yards. Uh, we were on a canyon floor shooting up to a mountainside, and uh, he fell down a pretty steep ravine. Broke one of his tines on the fall. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's typical. Southern California deer, most of them, even the larger ones, are forked horns or threes. We just don't have the genetics that grow into the fours, fives, sixes, nines, you know, the, the what you see in Colorado and Utah. We just don't have that genetic strain. But you can find big forked horns. A guy showed me a photograph of one on a trail cam. It was like a 36-inch forky. Yeah. Don't tell me you wouldn't shoot a fork at horn. <laughs> I just want them to be big, right? We want to, but, and the other thing, maybe you'll, I hope you'll agree with me on this. I saw the animals that you've taken there. When you're hunting this area, don't shoot the baby fork at horn. Please protect them. You know, if it's got milk on its face, that's not the one you want. And everybody shot a small one, but you realize that that's not where you want to be. And, you know, so if it's under under 16 inches in width let him go don't uh, don't do that on a junior tag of your kids hunt and you find a legal animal and you want to take it then you know by all means uh but and i'm not a trophy hunter but um but you gotta let the baby let, grow, let... grow one year two years <laughs> right i've i've seen some unicorns out there and some little spikies and one sticking up yeah you just you know yeah you, you just let them go that's not that's not that's not we need to have the bucks continue to grow and mature to become breeders and, and there grow. are some with so. your affinity but i know there's plenty of people if it's uh if it's a legal animal they're going to shoot it regardless i wish they wouldn't hey folks philip Naiman, firing line radio show we'll be right back after this hi folks philip Naiman from firing line radio show if you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Bonan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women. That is good. And then you go get elected governor and lose all credibility. I love that quote. I have no respect for Schwarzenegger anymore. Anyway. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman, Firingland Radio Show, back here with Second Amendment Sports, Kevin Kent Miller. Now, training is important. Definitely. So I'm going to let you know about this. Uh, Rex Tibor, a good friend of mine, owns RexDefense.org. He does all the Sniper 101 videos. You've probably seen them all online. February 24th through the 28th, we're doing a series of seminars out in Vegas. 
February 24th through the 28th. He's doing his long-range precision, and he's the master at it. This guy's got all the physics and the math, and it's. I just sit in the back and nod so people think I know what he's talking about, right? Um, taking the course like nine times, and I'm still at the nodding stage. But he, he's incredibly intelligent, and he has a great teaching acumen. He's able to discuss this with people. So he's doing his long-range seminar, probably the last one of that series he's going to do for a while, February 24th and 25th. And then um, we're also going to have a field craft, uh, field craft class on the next two days, talking about communications in case of zombie apocalypse, communications, gear, convoys, survival, all that kind of stuff you need. If we ever do have a 9.2 earthquake in the center of, of Southern California that releases the zombie horde heading east, which is where we are, right? So, And then on that Friday, the 28th, I'm doing my seminar. My seminar is going to be on the Big Game Primer. So if you're interested in hunting big game, You've got your tag. You've got your license. What's the next step? What do you, how do you get past driving to the mountains and actually get out and start hunting? What do you look for? What is, you know, it's that. It's, the, it's trying to take 35, 40 years of field experience and give you a, a shortcut into that experience. So that's going to be on February 28th. But, you know, we're talking here with, with Kent and you're mentioning that not only do you hunt and you've relatively recently in the last five years started that, mm -hmm. but you got your family involved. Definitely. You know, I'm, I, I'm a believer that, you know, I'm the head of my household. My kids are interested in what I'm in. And when I took up a passion, my kids became impassioned off of my passion and, and, um, they want to be part of it and they want to go with me and which is great. So I include them with try to, uh, with every outing that I go. And so, yeah, that comes with my sons and my daughters. Now your daughter was on a hunt this last year. She was lucky enough to pull a cow elk tag, uh, for Arizona this year. Yeah. Which, you know, unfortunately we did not fill, uh, fill that tag. We saw cow elk. Um, the two opportunities that we had on cow elk, um, were quick and at short range. And I hadn't anticipated that hunting elk for the first time. Um, first time the, the cow elk came up on us on day three down a, a draw off to the right of us. They went down this little draw and then up on the ridge and they were skylined. I just, no, don't take the shot. I don't know what's over there. Like, right. Right. And we had a 300 wind mag, you know, scoped rifle that it would have kept going, you know, it, anyway, so we didn't take that shot. A couple days later, we early morning twilight, we, we came upon, around a bush then there's majestic bull standing in the morning sunrise with three cows and you know unfortunately by the time she got was set up for the shot they had booked it and they didn't stop until they were gone yeah cow elk run to the next county the the bull took off and stopped at about 400 yards and just kind of looked back at us and stared for a couple minutes and, and then said don't you wish you had a bull tag man and then he just ran i saw <laughs> some amazing bulls on that trip in arizona like uh definitely want to go back there they're already in for the tags again this year arizona draws open right now so um hopefully we will take the lessons learned last year and get back out there and, and fill a tag so one of the things that i think is really good for people who want to learn to hunt and i'm talking high-powered scoped rifles okay if you want to hunt that avenue Archery is different, you know, but handguns different. If you want to hunt high-powered scoped rifles, especially if you have if you have access to some of the open territories out there, 
I'm going to tell you, a scoped high-powered rifle, walk-in fields for jackrabbits is the absolute best. And here's why. Um, it's easy on the jackrabbits because you're not going to hit that many. Mm. But the mounting in a hurry of the gun from port of arms to your shoulder to tracking a moving target has got to become instinctive if you're going to hunt. So you learn that you don't mount the gun, put your face down, and then try and find something, right? And that's where everybody starts. But if you're out there in the field and you're watching jackrabbits or something of that nature, you'll realize that as you, your head is tracking the target, and then as you swing the gun up, and bring it to your face. As you do that, your natural point of aim is going to put that scope right on that target. And that muscle memory is what's going to help her in a, in a situation like she ran into, where it's quick, where she doesn't have to stop and look and fiddle with the scope. I mean, you know, whenever I'm with somebody early in the morning, I probably tell them 15 times. They always tell me to shut up. They're like, is your scope on three power? Are you all the way down? Are you cranked down? Is your, um, uh, if you have AO adjustments on it, is it set at infinity or is it set at 25 where we're likely to run into something? So, you know, you're making those adjustments and that comes with practice and, and field experience where you know to do it instinctively, but a new person, you have to really walk them through all these things. And they don't know why you keep saying that, but if you don't check it, it doesn't happen, right? So that would be something you may want to look at is, uh, you know, maybe a 243 or something of that nature that she can operate and or even a 223 bolt action just something like the the Mossberg MVPs be a great gun for something like that where you can get the muscle memory and get get used to mounting a scope quickly and get on a moving target because if you can track a jackrabbit with your scope crosshairs elk aren't that tough yeah. right my contemplation for the coming year, and I'll, I'll take definitely what you said into consideration, was uh, having a bush gun on hand, maybe a lever action thirty thirty or something, for any close range shots. And yeah, we only were prepared last time with a you know three hundred wind mag. Then you need like a gun caddy. It's fine. She, you know, I'll carry a rifle. She'll carry a rifle. Can Can you do that in a, if you don't have a tag? Um, well, I guess that would be a good thing to look up uh, as far as Arizona regulations. But, you yeah. know, she would be hunting, you know. Um, I get that. One would be for, you know. But I, I will look up to make sure that that's okay. But if not, then, you know, maybe. So let's talk about open-sighted guns because that's what you're sure. talking about. Mm -hmm. So I've hunted open sights in muzzleloader in Colorado. Here's, here's a huge weakness I found with that. Besides getting older, my eyes being bad. Um, you can't hunt with a scope for muzzleloader. So at 100 yards, I'm out here practicing at the range and putting the bullet, big old, you know, half-inch piece of lead right where it needs to be. Perfect every time. I get out there to Colorado, and there's a buck at 100 yards, half covered by a bush. And when I lift up my sights, the back blade covers the entire rest of the animal. And then the front bead covers everything that's exposed. So there's nothing. So when you're field hunting, if what you have are traditional buckhorn sights or a black blade at the back, realize that blade, which is so nice for shooting on a target, doesn't allow you to see anything in the field. So you may want to switch over to peep sights because that's what's on my muzzleloader today. <laughs> 
There's a really nice rifle I've been staring at in the store, the uh, Marlin 1895 Trapper that's got those uh, rear circle Trapper sights on it. It's nice. So it's interesting because I got an 1895 Trapper and the gun would not shoot with peep sights. It shot too high. I actually had Mm. to... Anyway, do all kinds of adjustments on it to make it work. So, some guns fit, won't won't work it. Um, they just they shoot where they shoot. So that may or may not work. But but if you're going to be in the field with an open sighted gun, you really need to take a look at peep sights because as the rear aperture is, and it needs to be a big rear aperture for early morning, right? And then you need to have a fine front post or the gold bead on your standard Marlin will cover half a deer at a hundred yards. Yeah. Open sided. I don't know. Uh, I don't think you'd want to take a shot beyond that unless you're really practiced. I'm just saying the front bead, unless you go with a target site, the front bead covers that whole animal. So it's, 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 you know, some things to consider in the field. And I wish, I hope she does extremely well and hope you guys do real well this next season. I, I hope so. It's, you know, uh, luckily, uh, from what I've learned in Arizona on the youth tags, they get non-residents get thrown in with everybody else on the youth tags. So they do have a likelihood of getting drawn once again. That's awesome. That's awesome. Folks, I'm sitting here talking with Second Amendment Sports, Kent Miller. They're out there in Palm Desert. They've got a range. They've got some special stuff. You're going to want to go out there and see them. They've got some classes. When you go on out there, say, Firing Line Radio Show said everything's half off and and argue with Kent over that. Kent, I thank you for joining me on the show. Sure. Thanks for having me. And good luck this year. God bless. All right. You too. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.